The following programme is a repeat of The Farm Show, which airs Thursday nights on KCLR from 7. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. This is The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you with thanks to TierlawnFarmLife.com. Yes, indeed, The Farm Show. Something resembling normality in the studio this week after the mayhem of the previous two weeks with the Lions Club Farm Auction. We'll have the outcome uh, and the results and the, and, the, and the funds raised from that in due course. But meanwhile, I'm feeling very generous tonight. You'll recollect I spoke to Martin O'Sullivan, the author of uh, Farmer's Handbook and Tax Guide 2024 uh, last week, and we promised we'd have some... Uh, guides to give out for free gratis. They're worth 19 euros. So I have several books uh, here right in front of me and uh, note well for anyone who wants one and uh, is lucky enough to be drawn out in in, in the in the line of appearance, I, I should say. All you have to do is uh, text or WhatsApp uh, text in our WhatsApp on our dinners ready text line to 083-306-9696. That's 083-306-9696. Simply put text farm and leave your contact details. And uh, if you're lucky enough to be drawn, you'll have one of those. So uh, bear with me now while we uh, contact our first guest, uh, Jim Mulhall, the chairman of Kilkenny County Executive IFA. Jim, are you with me? I am, Matt. Good evening to all your listeners. Jim, thank you very much for making the effort. I know you're uh, somewhere on the road to kill and all uh, to speak or chair, I think, uh, a fresh milk producers uh, meeting. So thank you very much for that. Uh, incidentally, how how is the fresh milk market going? Well, sure. <clears throat> Good evening, Matt. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's we're, we're in a period, Matt, at, the, at this time of year where we have as everyone is aware, high costs, you know, and I mean, producing milk from freshly calf cows in the autumn time bears a cost. And, and so oh, I'm on my way to kill a sheet tonight up in Nace. Uh, for, um, so the Fresh Milk Producers Association have agreed to have went through a protracted negotiation, I suppose, with, uh, with Tyrlon and they have finally reached agreement and I hope it's agreement that both sides are, are, are happy with. And it, it's just how it's going to map out what's going to happen for the next couple of years for people who are calving cows in the autumn time. So it's a good piece of work, hopefully, and hopefully it'll be something in it for both sides. My mistake, I, I, I was having pity on you heading for Killinall. That road is rough enough, but it's Killishy up in Nace you're oh, heading sorry, for. I, I, anyway. I wasn't contradicting you, man. No, 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 but you got, you got it in nonetheless, and, 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 and appropriately so. Listen, uh, fresh faces at the top of IFA. Yeah, yeah, fresh faces. Um... We're, we're, look, sure, I mean, starting from the top down, we've elected Francie Gorman. Uh, Francie, as, as all your listeners know, was in a head-to-head with, with uh, Martin Stapleton from Limerick. Uh, Francie is, is local enough to a lot of us here in Kilkenny and well-known by by everyone in Kilkenny. And um, he was uh, elected, elected president and a regular guest on your show as well, Alice Doyle from County Wexford was in a race with, with Pat Murphy from Galway. Um, and, um, and again, and Alice was triumphant. And then our own man, and I'm especially delighted about this piece, um, Paul O'Brien from Greg Namana, who's the outgoing National Environment Chair, was elected as South Leinster Chairman. So I'd, we take particular pride here in Kilkenny with that one. Paul has been a, a great stalwart of Kilkenny IFA and has served at many different levels. And now we're delighted to see him actually um, moving on to the National Officers Committee, which is a very important committee within the association. So we're delighted to have Paul there. He's a very capable man. And... Uh, 
it's just great to see him uh, try out. But I suppose the one thing I would say is all the candidates that did put their name forward, um, they were all worthy of, of the office. So we were we were lucky in, in that regard. I mean, we had great candidates put in front of us and um, and, and yet I was delighted with the, with the people that emerged triumphant. Good, and uh, it should be noted, very much voluntary organisation and those people give huge amounts of commitment and uh, time to, to the jobs that they do. So we wish them all the very best of luck uh, with that. And the Kilkenny man, incidentally, or not incidentally, importantly, uh, next president, new president of ICMSA. Yeah, Dennis Trennan and Dunbell is uh, is taking over the helm of ICMSA. So look at it, it is a good time uh, for South Leinster, to be fair, because... I mean, we have Francie is in Leash and Alice is in Wexford. And, like, I mean, Paul obviously is Kilkenny, which was South Leinster chair where that was bound to happen. But uh, And Dennis as well, just out the road there from Dunbell. So Kilkenny farmers and South Leinster farmers will hopefully be well represented going forward with, with policy at government level. Absolutely. And uh, you'll be concluding your four-year term as IFA County Executive Chairman in Kilkenny in the new year. It's been a, a hectic time for you, Jim. Yeah, we've been busy. We have our AGM there in the middle of January and um, it's been a lot of, look at as all your listeners know, Matt, a lot has happened uh, in, in my four-year tenure. We had reform of CAP, we had nitrates, we had challenges in the beef markets. You know, all the markets have seen their ups and downs. We've had good years and bad years. I mean, we had a great year last year and this year then was, was troublesome on many fronts, particularly for our tillage farmer listeners um they had some of them had a very very difficult year with the weather, uh, and that was that created a huge challenge for people. So look at it has been busy, but but very enjoyable. And I met some uh, great people along the way. I particularly enjoy doing the AGMs, getting out to meet farmers and listen to their concerns. And you just you know you really get a handle on what's going on when you get out to AGMs. I think that has been very beneficial to me because you then you can build trust with people and that has that has worked very well for us yeah and a, 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 the big challenge of uh, keeping young people engaged and getting them involved in the organization i mean it's a it's a commonality across society but particularly in farming and uh, i i i noticed at our own agm now local agm there was a good smattering of what i would consider younger farmers but uh, you're hardly even in that category anymore jim Ah, thanks very much, Matt. Yeah, I thought it was Christmas and you meant to be nice to people, but uh, I still consider myself a young fella, um, even though I passed the 50 mark earlier on in the year. But look, at uh, I, I kind of take a bit of satisfaction too when I look down into the county executive. I, I see uh, young farmers starting to appear. Uh, so if we can get out to the AGMs, tell them what IFA are doing, uh, tell them the importance of policy, and then uh, we, we're at, uh, get into, uh, we see them popping up at popping up at AGM or popping up at our county executive we've we've engaged with with and I've documented I've I relayed this before we've engaged with with or sorry with Kildalton there was the Keen Money Future Leadership uh, scheme there as well and that has brought some really good people into the association we have a couple of people there from a couple of girls in South Kenny after getting involved in the association so that's starting to reap benefits for us as well and we're hoping to continue that in the next few years because if we don't get out there, Matt, and ask these people to get involved, they won't get involved. So that has that will hopefully um, 
uh, reap rewards for us in, in the coming years also. Uh, we speculated with uh, your colleague Eamon Sheen last week about the benefits uh, of uh, the expanded uh, franchise, I'll put it that way, where personal votes can be counted uh, as part of the IFA elections. And uh, it seems to, going on the figures alone, it seems to have worked extraordinarily well. It did. I mean, we, we look at we we moved the vote from twenty two uh, to thirty thousand. There was a bit of, um, and I was in two minds myself now about the post of vote. Will it or won't it work? But um, but it seems to have. I mean, we in, in in a time where there's a lot of apathy right across society for people to to use their ballot, whether it is a general election or or local elections, and we saw this as an issue in IFA where people were starting to, I suppose, disengage from the association. I mean, we had only 20, we had 22,000 members voted the last time. This year we were just shy of 30. So we've halted that decline. The post of vote has worked. Um, there might be room to tweak it in the future and still encourage more people uh, to use their vote. But in terms of how it works, they, we were we were a bit worried about that the, that the voting counting process would stretch it over across two days. I think it's huge credit to all the IFA staff who were worked worked late and early uh, to make sure that when we went to Count Centre on Tuesday that everything worked very, very well. And um, our local man here, Joe Kelly, uh, well, he's, unfortunately, Joe is moving on to Munster, but Joe just showed his experience, even the way that South Leinster vote was, was, uh, was counted. It's a peculiar way. It's a weighted vote and... Joe's experience came to the fore and he was just there to organise, inform the staff and it just flowed, Matt. It was it was a super the way the whole thing was, was done was a credit was a credit to IFA at a time when it's easy to give out about organisations. It was a huge credit, a great event and staff was the way the staff ran the event was absolutely super. So huge congratulations to everyone involved. And uh, I presume you're hopeful and uh, of the prospects for agriculture for farming in 2024. Of course, I mean, as I said, last year was a great year. This year was a was a much more challenging year. And look at, I mean, farmers are resilient people, and we we'll always hope next year will be better when we come out of a good year, out of a bad year. And next year is no different. And we are hoping. I mean, there, there are signs. There's green shoots on mid price. We're hoping that. I mean, that you'd be extremely unlucky if if. Uh, if if the tillage farmers have two bad years back to back, and the like cattle and lambs or you know sheep are scarce, and there might be hope for hopefully a bit of improvement as we as we go forward there as well. So markets are starting to pick up, um, and I know it's a cliche to say people will always have to eat food, but they will, and uh, so we'd be very hopeful, Matt, facing into this year, and optimistic that prices will improve and farmers' margins will improve. There's no point in prices improving if if inputs. If inputs follow them, I mean, that's part of the problem this year. The inputs stayed stubbornly high and prices dropped. And we were, we were, we were squeezing the middle, you know, so anyway. Listen, you have you have a, a, a good few miles to go yet. I appreciate your time, not only tonight, but uh, throughout your period as county chairman of IFA and uh, uh, very much appreciated. And happy Christmas to you. And uh, when I have the opportunity, Matt, if you just give it to me, I'd like to wish you and all your listeners a, a very happy Christmas. And thanks for you in particular and, and Martin there and Owen for giving me the time whenever I needed to get the message out. But I'd just like to wish all the IFA members and everybody listening uh, a, a, a healthy and prosperous uh, new year and have an extremely happy Christmas. And hopefully next year will improve and I'm very sure it will. So look at happy Christmas to all your listeners, Matt, and in particular to everyone there in KSLR. Safe travels. Take care, Jim. Thank now, you, Matt. Now, with, with any luck at all, uh, Danny O'Dwyer should be on the line.
and uh, we'll get talking to him. Danny, are you with me? Well, Matt, how are you keeping? Great, thanks. Great. Listen, let's get the the important issue out of the way first. A big tractor run coming. Yes, so we're having a big tractor run out there in Grain there. And even the name of the tractor run is the Happy Valley tractor run. It's, it's even from Norton Engineering there in Grain. Now, when? Beside Grain Church on the 31st of December. The last day of the year. What time of the day will you be rounding up the troops? Our registration will be around 12 o'clock and we'll be hoping to leave at 3 o'clock. And a fundraiser for the, the, the ploughing or for... Uh, no, it's a fundraiser for Coach Noor. Coach Noor. Oh, very important. Very good, very good, very yeah, good. We're, have, we're also having an auction as well. Listen, I hope... Oh, good, an auction as well. So that, that should be a good fundraiser. There's a few farmers going to supply or donate a few bales of silage there. Well, I can tell you, uh, we'll be talking yeah. to Colin Brennan later about silage, and uh, there could be a scarcity yet. So that'll be well, that'll be well yeah. received, I'm sure. That's there's, happening there's on the. All, there's, yeah, there'll be also a raffle on the day as well. Ah, so you're leaving no, no stone unturned to uh, unearth no whatever is left after yeah. out of the Christmas funds. No, you haven't, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> All happening on the 31st. Now, while I have you on the line, uh, no more um, competitions before the new year? No, no more competitions. We were supposed to have a plough match in Danes Fort, but it was cancelled due to the bad weather. That's so right, yeah. From yeah. the 14th of January, they're supposed to be going now, so I'll, we'll I'll, have... I'll, seven I'll, or eight I'll, weeks of matches. Good. I'll I'll wave the flag on those when the when the dates get nearer. Tell yes, me, uh, I know the the closed period for ploughing is over, and there's been some drying on and off. Anywhere are there many people turning, taking the opportunity to turn sods before Christmas? Uh, not really, Matt. Around here, no ground is wet enough around here still. Like yeah, so yeah. the ploughing season is open since the first of December. All right, but sure, ground is very wet. Like. And as Jim Mulhall said, um, Tillage folk will be hoping for a better year next year. It wouldn't be hard to be better than this year. Hopefully, Matt. It was a terrible one this year. It was. Listen, great, um, great results from the world ploughing uh, for 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 Ireland. Yeah, great results. We had two. We had two world champions. Yeah, isn't that uh, tremendous? From Wexford and Eamon Tracy from Carlow. Yeah, the best of the best. And also we had Brian Ireland out there as a coach. That's right. I, I spoke to I spoke to Brian and uh they represented the country extraordinarily well. Listen, Very that good, that, yeah. that, that, that uh tractor run happening on the thirty first and even from Norton Engineering. From from, from Norton Engineering. People will find that easily enough. Listen, Danny, um a happy Christmas to you and thanks for chatting to me. Okay, thanks very much, Matt. No problem. Now just before we go to the break. Uh, dinner's ready text line or WhatsApp text line 0833069696. The first names uh, to come out will be uh, receiving a copy of the 2024 Farmer's Handbook and Tax Guide. Back after the break. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com.
Oh, just an opportunity for a last chat with Chagask this year. Colin Brennan joins me on the phone. Colin, happy Christmas, first of all. Colin, we're in the depths of winter now. It's usually we ease our way into it, but unfortunately, weather-wise, most stock I hazard, I guess, housed at this stage, cows, spring calving cows, mainly dried off. So where are we now in terms of what needs to be done before the various deadlines? There's the soil sampling still to be done, is there? Yeah, so there's... Um I suppose great time here to get some soil samples taken. Um, I suppose a new tradition came in last year was that any farm were above 130 kgs of organic in hectare would have to take soil samples in order to uh, buy phosphorus fertilizer. And, so, and any farmer has tillage as well. If you haven't got a soil sample for that ground, you're assuming it next four. So it was now the best time was taken for the for 2024, between 10 and 12 acres is the most you put into one soil sample. A few um, facts on the fertilizer spread this year, we're kind of down, down to 10% of the phosphorus on the previous year, down 12% on our, on our crop testing spread. So kind of worrying, worrying kind of fact enough, we're probably pulling back on the likes of the products um, that are P and K and it was going maybe in super price and things like that, which if we're not getting our P's and K's correct, it's going to affect the nutrient use efficiency sample of the products going out. So the best was to get your soil sample taken and see what possible status of farm is after these fields during the year one. So it's probably the thing, two positive things that were down nitrogen spread as well by 18%, and lime has increased by 4% in 2022. So I haven't figured three, three figures yet, and it's not finished. But what's been done there, and it's just this time out to get the bit soil sample taken again. Generally, we're saying. You can last with four years, but if you're, if you're kind of intensely farming and all, you'd probably be about to take maybe one to two years to stop the change in that time between weather events and also if you're taking a good bit of silage off eating paddocks and things like that, uh, it can affect the, the, the soil status for, for the year. Particularly targeted now, farmers in derogation, they have to have their soil samples in place, am I right? And, and tillage farming in general then requires up-to-date soil samples. The, 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 the derogation farmers will also the soil sample is taken every four years. And now it's anybody stocked at 130 kgs of organic and above, and above, and tillage farms. Now that's just to get your phosphorus fertilizer, so you can buy your nitrogen away, but if you want to buy phosphorus, you have to prove that you need it. So with the fertilizer register now at the moment, we'll go in every, so the majority of farmers have already selected to be on the register, and they put down the clothes and stuff that's there on the farm. When you get your soil samples back, what's your advisor, and you create a neutral management plan, and that determines how much phosphorus you can buy for the following year. So, you know, it's up to the farmer now to, to know how much NNP they can buy, so nitrogen and phosphorus they can buy, because when you go to your crops, you, you live there and probably get bigger herd number off you, but they won't tell you that you're over your limits here, on your limits, you for yourself, is the farm, does the farm need phosphorus? And if it does, from the soil samples, you're allowed to buy it, but uh, it's just something that needs to, needs to be, that's what's done the start of the year, you know, then you're having a little bit to buy maybe whatever it is, maybe 10 tons of Fodder budgets, uh, you wouldn't want to be a real wise person to know that there's an awful lot of fodder has already been used more than would have been anticipated. Yeah, we were doing budgets at the end of the year. You say the brand, most people would have been perfect, like, which is supposed to be how it's probably happened from four, six weeks before the air, the air, the normal, and maybe the first cuts were a little bit lighter, which is in case too, because of that, you know, sort of mini drought back then, and I'll uh, be very, very good. First cuts were a bit lighter, second cuts were a bit difficult, maybe quality is a little bit not as good as it used to be, and would have been traditionally for the second cuts. So we definitely have tried to do a budget. The majority of farmers only have national everybody's on in derogation has this has pasture based access, and anybody at all can get pasture based access to actually. Do a budget of that sort of pathways which you want for putting grass measurements, but it also can do a fodder budget there and, and then see as where the deficits are going to be where it lies. There is silage available around straw in the news or two, but you know, you'd like to get the whether it be silage straw or hay and now some sort of uh, something to fill the deficit there, try and get it now and get back to 
your own village or your customers back in the animals or cows or calves or whatever you know, the farm would be a dry stopper. We're just trying to feel like that now where we're going to maybe into, into the middle of February and say, God, I have, you know, I'm going to be a short year. If you knew now what way I'm going to be set up, or maybe you could maybe finish capping a bit sooner or, you know, there's lots of different options. We're trying to be proactive again with not to not to be going to, into February and then when there's more, I'm going to get out and we're going to be short and fodder. So there's something to do now maybe when you think about it a little bit quiet. Now we're in close periods for a lot of things, including this year, soil water from the 10th to the 31st, and that's going to be extended to the full month next year. Yeah, right. So it's more than just doing a soil water tank on your, on your farm, not allowed to spray that now again until the 1st of January. And that's, as you say, that's, that's going to be the full month of December next year. So again, there's, been, there's a little bit of confusion around the calculations on the bush. Thriving. I just was well, just to know the doses too. You have three different types of three different type of doses that are going to be used. 
different stages of the fruit. So you'll be early, early mature, and your adult fruit. And so just know which ones you're hitting. If you have a problem on the farm, every year you probably go and try to hit all three because it's taking 12 weeks cycle for that fruit to get to maturity and lay eggs. So if you're waiting for 12 weeks to hit the adults, you could buy damage done to them before then. It's going to affect your tribe going forward. You know, it's not going to. It's also affecting just this year's every other year to affect your tribe as well. Our production is heifers for milk or cows wear and half, whatever it is. So, again, that's all the best, but it will be a year if you have a little bit heavier ground that might be a problem. You can do it on samples too, but you're within 12 weeks to get an egg for that food to lay an egg, which is way too long. You won't be relying on them. So, maybe just going on traditionally, what's the, what's the situation on the farm is exactly better. And that, how, how, what's the tribe like in the end? Is it okay? We've covered a lot of ground, Colin. Again, I wish you a happy Christmas and thanks very much to you and your colleagues for your cooperation right through 2023. Thank you. Apologies for a bit of distortion on the phone line there with Colin Brennan, but I think he got his messages across and thanks to Chegisk for their ongoing cooperation with the farm show. Uh, the text line is closed. The hat is so full, it's overflowing. We'll, we'll have the results of, uh, we'll have five winners, uh, drawn later on in the program. Owen, Owen will announce them. Uh, meanwhile, let's go over for what will be our last report. May not be the last, uh, sheep market, but it'll be our last report from, uh, Tullomart with Eric Driver. Another very large sale today here in Tullow with over 1,500 sheep on offer. Trade maybe a little bit stickier than what we had seen there for the last week or two with the heavier lambs possibly easier by a euro and some two maybe in some cases there but maybe the flesh not as good as, as we had seen previous weeks. Some prices there then. Lambs over 47 kilos today they're selling from 145 up to 150. The top price there today being 53 kilos making 164 uh, and an exceptional pen of lambs there butcher type. Store trade here possibly a little bit easier maybe also by 2 to 3 euros with the quality of the lamb also lesser. The 30 to 33 kilos they're selling from the mid 80s up to 91 and 2 with the 35 36 kilos 37 38 kilos there from 95 and 6 up to 107 or 8 depending on quality and type with the early 40 kilos they're selling anything from 118 up to 130 depending on flesh and type cash joe trade no great change here from 130 to uh, 160, 170 a kilo there from store type yos, the good heavy yos in excess up to close to 2 euro a kilo. And just to remind everyone, the inlam yos, should I say, inlam yos there, the units they're selling from 150 to 190 there, kind of with 1.7 lambs due in January. And just to say that we have our cattle sale this Friday, sheep sale next Tuesday, and our final sale for 2023 is on Friday the 22nd of September. We're closing with the cattle sale that Friday. Thank you. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. Free 2024 Glossy Farming Calendar. It's one of the farming favourites of the year. Get your free IFA calendar only inside this week's Irish Farmers Journal. For more in this week's paper, here's Paul Mooney. Thousands of farmers to miss out on acres places. Row over fallen animals escalates. Radical cut to fertiliser use proposed. And ICBF open store for suckler scheme changes. This week's Irish Farmers Journal with your free Glossy Farming Calendar and Mokra Magazine is on sale now. You cannot afford to miss it. Shop Tierlawn Farm Life's December Super 6 offers. Save 21% on a Clipster Sheep and Dirty Cattle Clipper. Buy five Super Choice Red Pre-Caver 15kg blocks and get one free. And save up to 24% on JSP Dust Masks. Plus lots more. Shop now in your local Tierlawn Farm Life branch or on tierlawnfarmlife.com. This holiday season, choose Padmore and Barnes for unforgettable gifts. Find the latest in footwear, stylish clothing, and a vast selection of luggage. And for those who love the thrill of exploration, our outdoor essentials are sure to impress. 
too busy for shopping trips? Visit padmore-barnes.com and shop from the warmth of your home. Or for the gift of choice, grab a Padmore and Barnes gift card. Padmore and Barnes, making your holiday shopping simple and joyful. Hurry, the season of giving is here. It pays to plant trees. Planting on your farmland as part of the new forestry programme could deliver real financial benefits for you today and in the years to come. You'll get guaranteed financial support, earn ongoing premium payments and take comfort in knowing there's a secure income stream. Ireland needs to increase forestry to combat climate change, increase biodiversity and improve our rivers. So for you, for all of us, it pays to plant trees. Explore your options at gov.ie forward slash forestry. An initiative of the Government of Ireland. Podcasts on KCLR. Scoreline Extra. Weekly sport interview highlights and bonus content. You know, the younger lads are doing well as well. There's still a bit to go and we won't be getting, you know, we won't be getting too carried away. But look, they're, they're doing well. And um, look, we're trying to get a bit of a balance into the team, mixing the... I suppose a bit of youth in there as well, but um, you know, so far, so far they've all been very good, and um, you know, we've a weeks. I suppose every week we're working hard, and come the weekend then we're looking to try and put in performances. But you know, it's it's about just getting the work in now this time of year, and you know, getting ready for Antrim in February. Podcasts on KCLR available now wherever you get your podcasts. Download and discover today for free. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. Now, as we try to line up our next guest, uh, just looking at some of the headlines in the Farmer's Journal, Fallen Animal Row Escalates Over Cost of Rendering. Now, that's been... Um, that's been percolating around for a couple of weeks with uh, threatened closures of uh, knackeries unless a, a price hike was forthcoming and uh, a push has come to show very much so. So there is a, a standoff. Now, in fairness to the uh, knackeries, they're merely trying to pass on um, costs from the rendering plants. In fact, it's not the knackeries really are closed, it's the rendering plants. Uh, but ultimately the knackeries can't take in fallen animals unless the rendering plants are uh, open and they need, uh, they say, quite a significant increase in uh, what they're being paid for taking in animals because their costs have gone through the roof and I can understand that even fuel costs alone in these facilities would uh, drive things uh, north. But uh, ultimately the hope is that it won't come back uh, on farmers to have to pay uh, extra because they're already liable to significant costs where you have uh, livestock, you'll have dead stock as they say and uh, that's uh, that's an inevitable aspect of livestock rearing and uh, what do the figures say? It's estimated that up to 2,000 cows aged over 48 months have not been tested for BSE at knackeries due to the strike so it's a standoff as I say between the knackeries and the renderers over recent uh, significant hikes in rendering costs but uh, we'll see how that pans out in due course. Meanwhile um, beware as if the reduction in derogation wasn't uh, adequate there's uh, further potential um, clamp down on fertiliser use uh, the, there's a a grouping, there's a grouping, the nitrates expert group uh, is suggesting that uh, further significant reductions in uh, nitrogen uh, use are required. So we'll see how that plays out. And we we talk regularly with George about calf exports and uh, Steneline is moving to one vessel at peak 
calf export time uh, next year. So we'll see how that impacts on the numbers of calves that can be shipped, even allowing for the fact that before Christmas, another expert group on uh, uh, calf welfare uh, is about to report as to whether they want to increase the age at which uh, calves can be uh, sold and transported off farm. So a lot of things happening uh, in Christmas week even before we um, get to the new year at all. Now I'm hopeful that uh, Thomas Ryan is on the line for me. Thomas, you're 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 there? I am, Matt. Hello to you and your listeners again. And happy Christmas to you. Happy Christmas and how quickly Christmas has come in for us all as we're beginning to think about and plan for the the turkey and the ham for Christmas dinner. Absolutely and uh, by the look of the weather we might might, fingers crossed and toes crossed we might get a dry lead into Christmas. Uh, I know know it's too late for grazing and such for the main part but be very welcome to cheer everyone up. After the year we've had Matt such such um, concern at the start of the year maybe about the dry conditions and how soon we all forgot about that with the challenging weather grass was beginning to go but people were finding it difficult to out and graze it and just how soft the land became so quickly you think back around the ploughing and I described I described it as soft weather I think when we spoke in, in September and we laughed about it it was a little bit more than soft I think is what you said was the challenge on the Tuesday in particular you know uh, and now and now, just at the tail end of the year as, 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 as farmers start thinking about and are planning to manage the changes down from 250 down to 220 and even some of the changes you were talking about earlier there a few minutes ago as regards that might also be coming in the new year so change is the name of the game as they finish out 2023 and head into 2024 particularly in this whole environmental and agri-environmental and sustainability space Matt Yeah and speaking of sustainability the actions that uh, must be pursued by uh, tier land suppliers if they want to access that uh, what uh, half cent point five cent per litre half a cent half a cent yeah that's, that's, right. that's well worthwhile yeah. It's well worthwhile, and this is the, the the countdown is on now. We only have three, what nearly two weeks, little over two weeks left in the year now. So, it's the final call out to any of your Tierlawn suppliers that are listening to log on to their Tierlawn Farm Life account and declare the seven actions that they've taken for the menu of eighteen in order to lock in that half a centiliter again for twenty twenty four. That's uh, that's worth on average three thousand euros to to Tierlawn Farm Family Supplier. The 18 actions are things like measuring grass growth, having a nutrient management plan, using protected urea, all these good things which are good, which are win-wins. They'll drive on economic and environmental performance. And look, final call out, don't leave that half a cent behind you. A euro saved is as good as a euro earned and just make sure that you're looking at half a cent again next year. Well, it isn't everyday farmers can be assured that they'll have a certain proportion of their income for next year locked in before Christmas Day if they get their act together before the, the 1st of January at any rate. No, that's right. And, 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 and look, importantly, when you, so many of our suppliers are looking at the 18 actions and, you know, um, they're, they're declaring, even though they only have to declare seven, Many is clearly 9, 10, 11, because there's a sense of not just doing it because it's the sustainability action payment and because Tierlon is asking, but suppliers also want to set out quite clearly all the positive actions they're taking. And look, right now, when I look around them, whether it's suppliers participating in the Sustainable Farming Academy, whether it's farmers using the Farm Gen Solar Offering or the Gain Momentum Programme, the 2020 Beef Club, there's so many proof points and touch points of really positive engagement in sustainability and positive and positive action on farm. Despite all the noise and the heat, it, it gives me real encouragement 
that farmers are up for it because they're taking these actions every day. That's, that's, that's what I see as I look around that. Yeah, that, that's the reality of it, isn't it, uh, Thomas? Uh, sustainability, people uh, tend to be a bit off-put by it, but the reality is it's good farming practice and uh, improve, improved farming practices are what delivers uh, profitability. Well, I, you're, you're, you're right, and even to, to, to have that discussion in a bit, a bit more detail, uh, the ASAP Water Quality Programme, and, and, and I know you had uh, uh, speakers from, from, from Chagas and from Tierlaw and on last week talking their own ASAP. It's an acronym for the Agricultural Sustainability Support Advisory Programme, and that's focused on putting in place water quality remediation plans with farm family suppliers who are in what's called priority areas for action. These are water quality hotspots where there may be an issue emerging in water quality, or maybe there already is. And this year, uh, Tierlaw will have worked with almost 800 of our farmer suppliers in, uh, uh, to put in place these water quality remediation plans and by and large 96-97% willingness to, to adapt the measures I mean you know they're, they're really positive level of engagement farmers are saying yes we have concerns yes we have challenges but they're also saying work with us to help us identify and find solutions and while there might be challenges today the willingness to participate in so many of these programs says to me there's a bright future here because we're collaborating and we're working together yeah, and Thomas, uh, looking at uh, looking forward, a lot of plans in place to accelerate the adoption of of best practices on farms, and and I would put the Sustainable Farming Academy bursaries in that category. Yeah, so so it's, it's, it's great, and thank you for, for for saying that. So, in terms of the General Sustainable Farming Academy, this is our partnership with our key customer, Bailey's Irish Cream. Uh, and one element of it that I spoke to you before is about the diploma for our farm family suppliers. So we have uh, each year uh, we have 30 of our farm family suppliers that begin that. Sorry, excuse me. We have we have 10 um, of our farm family suppliers um, that begin their their studies uh, in UCC doing their doing their diploma uh, in UCC. And the first cohort graduates this November, and the second cohort starts their studies in September. The second element mass of that Sustainable Farming Academy is a bursary. It's a one thousand euro bursary for family members of our of our suppliers. And we look we're really delighted that we've had um, we've been able to announce winners from Kilkenny, from Kildare, from Waterford and from Leash. These are these are farm family members who started their studies in UCD, UCC, Southeast Technology University and Dundalk Institute of Technology. They started their degree in agricultural science. And through the Sinner Family Academy, Tyrion is really happy and delighted to be able to stand in beside our suppliers and help them on their journey. Yeah, uh, Thomas, I, I, I got the opportunity to sit in on a workshop recently about how we can get the message across, the message of, uh, the positive message about farming. And one of the conclusions we came to uh, in, in, in the group discussion was that we have an extremely positive and good message to get out there. We just need to sell it better and to sell it more often. And I think as a farming community, we need to be brave enough to stand back from the noise and take a sense of pride in all we're doing and achieving and say it loudly. I mean, it has been a tough space, whether it's in the whole area of climate action, water quality. Um, as, as a farming community, we often feel, uh, feel and are in the firing line but you know when society has finished pointing the finger so to speak they're still very dependent on the same farming community 
to put in place the hedgerows to deliver the biodiversity, to 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 to, to plant uh, the native trees and hedging in order to be able to sequester in, in order to be able to sequester the carbon and to improve the water quality, not just for the farming community but for wider society. You know, we're really we're really delighted to be starting a new project in the early part of next year, which is looking at the whole area of water quality in the Slaney catchment, for example, working collaboratively with Chagas, with Law Pro, and with many others to demonstrate that by and through collaboration, how we can actually put in place best practice to improve water quality. And look, when we get that up and going and we launch it, uh, myself and maybe and some of the farmers that are participating, we'd love to come back and talk to you and your listeners and let them know about the the actions they're taking, which is which which is having a positive impact, but also allowing allowing them to farm at an economically viable level, and that they're not competing interests, but it's possible to deliver both together. Yeah, I heard uh, a, a criticism recently from some grouping or other that uh, we uh, we are decimating our hedgerows, uh, world famous for being able to round the planet three or four times if we if we put them end to end. But the reality is significantly different from that. Uh, we, we are sowing thousands and thousands of linear um, meters of of hedgerow every year, and caring, I would suggest, caring better for the existing hedgerows than ever before. You're you're right, and that brings me on to the wonderful program that Tirlon operates. Uh, the Tirlon um, has called Operation Biodiversity. This is very much a, a, a program which is aimed at supporting our farm family suppliers uh, to plant native trees and hedging on farm. Um, and as part of that, the journey we're on within Tirlon that between now and 2025, 450,000 native trees and hedging will be planted and put in place. Uh, and I think that's building on, you know, m- most recently we conducted a census of our farm family suppliers to understand the journey they're on. And they reported back to us their intentions to plant several thousand kilometres of native trees and hedging over the time ahead. So, yes, we'll all reconfigure, you know, field boundaries. We'll reshape them. But uh, as a call out, we also know under the basic payment or the base that the native trees that that hedgerow is a protected structure so if it is taken out it has to be replaced on a like for like basis on the farm and I look around and I see the support for operation biodiversity I see through the census the intent our suppliers have in terms of future actions and I can see those really positive actions the good thing about it is it's multiple benefits it's good for flora good for fauna it's also breaking the pathway in terms of reducing risk of runoff you know so again the actions speak louder speak loudest of all that I know you're still working late in the in the uh, Abbey Quarter Thomas but one final comment from you for, for, for Christmas and I know it's not your particular remit but uh, the outlook for milk reasonably positive if not if not this month then certainly in the coming months all, all the signs are going northwards um, outside of my remit I know our board uh, is meeting tomorrow to look at it I know um, they would share your your view and your sentiment and I'd be very hopeful, you know, that as we as we head out of the back end of this year and back in and out in the early part of next year that we'd be positively reflecting, you know, where the markets where the markets are. Where 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 the where where the markets currently are. So so look, I think I think maybe just just at the end of the year, you know, again just to say, look, a very happy Christmas to you and your listeners and maybe that we all share a thought maybe for those that maybe aren't at the Christmas table this year 
but also maybe the new maybe the new family members that might be joining us as well. My sentiments precisely. Happy Christmas, Thomas, and uh, we'll chat in the new year. Take care. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com. KCLR Mart Report. Sponsored by Kilkenny Livestock Mart. Serving the farming community for over 60 years. George couldn't be in studio this evening, but he chatted earlier to Owen. Now I'm joined in studio by uh, George Candler. George with his uh, weekly Mart Report. George, good evening to you. Yes, unfortunately, Owen, I have to be away later on the evening. I'm doing the, uh, I'm emceeing the uh, school's concert for the Hamper Appeal in Canisys Cathedral. So hopefully that will be a joyful occasion for everyone who's attending. But today in Kilkenny, back to business, 600 cattle on offer. Smaller sale compared to last week, but a very good trade for quality lots. There was a short supply, or should I say beef bullocks in short supply. Light store bullocks and heifers slightly easier compared to last week. Cull cows, remember, takes place every Tuesday. So our next, our final cow sale of the season will be next Tuesday, the 19th of December, with our next cattle sale on Thursday, the 4th of January, 2024. Seems strange. But anyway, today in Kilkenny, 600 kilo bullocks, bullocks range from 204 uh, to 3 euro 20 per kilo. That's uh, 1280 to 1930 per head. 5 to 600 kilo bullock from 190 to 316 per kilo. That's 980 to 1830 per head with 4 to 500 kilo from 170 to 3.15 per kilo or from 6.80 to 14.80 per head. Under 400 kilo price range here 1.80 to 3.09 per kilo that's uh, 600 euro to 11.30 per head. On Tuesday in the cull cow division and we had 240 of those on offer on Tuesday the continental cull cows from 150 to 2.60 per kilo with the Frisians from 60 cent to 2.20 per kilo depending on quality and type. Uh, beef heifers from 2.35 to 3.17 per kilo that's a price in uh, money wise it's 14.80 to 20.60 per head. Four store tights from 2.30 to 3.45 per kilo from 10.80 to 60.90 per head. And light stores from 1.80 to 2.98 per kilo. Or in money terms, it's 5.80 to 9.10 per head. So smaller sale and the last cattle sale of the season, uh, should I say, of the year, should I say. And of course, next week um, we will have a Monday or sheep sale and uh, Tuesday a dairy sale. And on uh, and well, we won't be back then until the 4th of uh, January. And talking about sheep, uh, on um, last Monday in Kilkenny, butcher lambs range from 146 to 163 per head. Uh, factories from 131 to 150 per head, with the store types from 78 euro to 127 per head. And cull use from 80 euro to 173 per head. And just on the diary, Monday next, of course, we're sheep sale, 10 a.m. Dairy sale, 12.30. is about 30 head on offer in that sale. On Tuesday next, the 19th of December, we have a cull cow sale at 10 a.m. And a weaning sale at 10.30 a.m. And our next general cattle sale, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Thursday, the 4th of January, our sheep sale, our first of the year will be the 8th of January. And our cull cow sale the 9th of January. And uh, just to remind people, we had our uh, auction, Hamper Appeal, uh, as you know, last week, and it went very well. Um, uh, we do have a Murphy Motors. They've given us, they've been kind enough to give us an adult jacket plus hoodie and plus a protective suit for children. So there's one there for the adult and maybe two children there. So if you'd like to bid on that, it's worth €130. Euro, and it does have the new Holland logo on it. Uh, so I said, uh, uh, own it's, um, it's been a busy time between hamper appeal and work and all the rest and um, uh, a bit of a wind down coming up next week without a doubt but the 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 uh, auction appeal was a great success it was very good as as uh, eddie who does the figure man eddie hoolan who a great philip philip tierney and and carmel was there and uh, joe hickey was there who's who's organizing tonight's concert 
in uh, Keniston's Cathedral. Uh, they were all there on the phones, and it was, I think, in excess of 90% of value, which is excellent. And actually, we, we got to get a few items off that the, the auction had closed off. So thanks to all the business communities, number one, to all the agri-communities who have been so generous with their support, and, of course, to the people who have uh, phoned up and bid for these items. And it will mean, own that, you know, someone's Christmas will be a little bit better than it would be, uh, specifically those who find themselves in, 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 in trying times and uh, maybe in not, not, not enough money to, to stretch around to buy himself a decent Christmas dinner. At least there will be some help. And uh, 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 Vincent de Paul, of course, are set up to, to organise that. They also, all these uh, vouchers go to also the churches, be that the Methodist Church, Presbyterian Church, Church of Ireland, and of course Catholic Church. And uh, if there's anyone out there uh, that is in dire straits, they should get in touch with Vincent de Paul and they'll be able to sort them out because we, we are only the vehicle, the Kilkenny Lions Club only vehicles. We are not qualified to say who is, quali- uh, who is, should, should avail of these vouchers or not. But Vincent de Paul will be the people to talk to. Ah, thank you very much, George, and the best of luck with your endeavours this evening. Owen, you have five winners for us. Yes, indeed, I have, Matt, just before the end of the programme tonight, our five winners of the, the, that wonderful prize, those wonderful uh, books, uh, Catherine McGrath in Ballyragget, John Campion in Gurtnahoo, James Bourne in Ballyfoyle, Mary Murphy in Coolcullen, and Dara Cummins in Goresbridge. They're our winners tonight, Matt. Best of luck, and they, those books can be collected at the desk here, the front desk here in KCLR. Uh, meanwhile, thank you very much, Owen, for coordinating everything this evening. For me, Matt O'Keefe, until next week, our last show of the year, uh, Farmwell, Farm safely. Good night and goodbye. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by TierlawnFarmLife.com.